This podcast is sponsored by Active Skin Repair, a skin health company helping people heal with non-toxic medical-grade ingredients. Active Skin Repair can be used to treat a wide range of skin issues, including cuts, scrapes, burns, sunburns, rashes, diaper rashes, and other types of skin damage. I discovered Active Skin Repair and their baby spray from my community when our daughter was a newborn and had constant diaper rashes, and it really helped and continues to help. Containing hypochlorous acid, which is an effective option for helping with yeast diaper rashes, we just spray or dab active skin repair onto the skin with a clean cloth or cotton ball let's sit for 15 seconds and then apply our balm or ointment of choice with over 500,000 happy customers and thousands of five-star reviews you now have one simple solution for all of your family's skin health needs visit www.activeskinrepair.com to learn more about active skin repair and to get 20% off your order using code PEDSDOC that's p-e-d-s-d-o-c everyone. Welcome to the Peds Doc Talk podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Mona, where each week I hope to educate and inspire you in your journey through parenthood with information on your most common concerns as a parent and interviews with fellow parents and experts in the field. My hope is you leave each week feeling more educated, confident, and empowered in the decisions you make for your child. Welcome back to the Pete's Doc Talk podcast. I have not recorded a solo episode in quite some time, and I'm so excited to share this one today. I feel like we need a lot more positivity in 2020. It has been a pretty rough year. We are deep into this pandemic. 2020 is almost over, and we need some light in our lives. And whenever I think of positivity and light and positive energy, I think about children. I love being a pediatrician. People often ask, well, why did you go into pediatrics? And I tell them, I love taking care of these kids. They're smart, they're resilient. And as a pediatrician, I get to be involved in the health and wellness of a child. Not only do I get to teach parents how to take care of their children, I get to teach the children how to take care of themselves as they become older. And I love that about my job. So in this episode, I'm talking about 15 characteristics that I love most about children and how I wish that we can incorporate some of these characteristics into our lives more and more. I get it. We have responsibilities. Sometimes it's hard to do these things because we have to pay the bills. We have to work. We have to set some rules, obviously. But if you can just remember these 15 characteristics as we approach the end of the year and approach 2021... I think we can just learn a lot from children. Even on the hardest days, I want you to think about these things and how these characteristics can make us just happier adults. So let's get started with the 15 ways we can be more like children. Number 15, embrace your creativity. Kids are creative. They love to create things. They love to build things and draw things and color. And I love seeing their eyes light up when they're creating something. Creativity breeds dreaming, and dreaming is something adults can do a little bit more of. Again, I know we have responsibilities, but I think that we can learn a lot from children when we look at how happy they are when they create something new. And I do believe that every adult has that creative desire, but because of the routine of our lives, because of the responsibilities we carry, we sometimes forget how much creativity can make us happy. 
you know, I was busy being a physician. I went through the motions. I went through my routine. And it wasn't until I created Pete's Doc Talk that I realized how much I was missing creating as a hobby. And I know you're thinking, well, you're pretty much talking about medicine. So how is that being creative? And it was more that sort of creative content that I had to do. How am I going to display and portray this message that I want to about pediatric medicine in a fun and innovative way. And that creative desire is something that I think all adults can use a little bit more of. And so I think if you have a creative desire, if it's something that maybe you did as a child, or maybe you want to explore now, I really encourage you to explore that side of your life. Even if it's just a few hours a week or a few hours a month, Try to find something that you can create, something that gets those creative juices flowing. Because if you look at the way children's eyes light up when they're creating something, this is something that can bring us joy as an adult as well. So that was number 15, embrace your creativity. Number 14, when you fall, you pick yourself back up. I love this one. Have you ever seen a child take a tumble and they just get up unfazed? They pick themselves back up. They don't care. Maybe they cared for a little bit and will cry. But once they brush it off, they're on to playing. They're on to the next thing. I always think about, you know, what is going through their head when they take that tumble. And it's just such a beautiful thing. In my mind, whenever I see it happen for Ryan, I just think him say, okay, I fell. This didn't feel so great. No big deal. I'm just going to get back up and move on with my toy. And I love that quality about children. I see that commonly in my office. Um, You know, if I'm at the park and I see other kids, they fall and they just get back up. And this is just a metaphor for life. Obviously, the figurative narrative that I'm saying that you just fall and fail and you just pick yourself back up. Adults, we need to do more of this. You know, it's hard. Sometimes we get pushed down and we feel helpless. We feel like, well, how am I going to overcome this? So when you're having those hard times, I want you to think about children. I want you to think about how they react when they fall literally and how quickly they can get back up. Sometimes they're going to need support and as do we as adults. Sometimes they're going to need a hug. Sometimes they just want a little bit of comfort as do we, but they'll get through it and we will get through it also. So this one I really hope resonates with you. And I hope this one really sticks in the year that we're having. 2020 has been really tough and a lot of adults are suffering in their mental health. And I really hope that you find that clarity and find that motivation and find the resources you need to pick yourself back up and find that joy again, just like a child. That was number 14. When we fall, pick yourself back up. Number 13. Laugh every day. The laugh of a child is probably one of the most purest things I can hear. They laugh at the silliest things, the smallest things, but their laugh just emanates joy. And I wish we as adults would just laugh a little or even a lot more. I remember when I moved down to Florida, I told my husband after a few months, I just can't remember the last time I laughed. And, you know, we were busy. We got new jobs. These jobs were very, very time intensive. We were training a new puppy. And I lost that belly laugh, laugh for the littlest things that I used to have. And I needed to find that again. 
And I eventually did, you know, and I think this is an important quality that we have to remember about children. They are happy and they're full of love because they laugh every day. And sometimes it's us making them laugh. Sometimes it's something that they saw, but I just love how pure of laughter they have and how it's just so full of joy. So I encourage you to seek out people, things, events, media that makes you laugh. You know, belly laughs are even better. Laughing till you cry is even better. This is something that can just really make us feel happy, especially in 2020 where things do seem a little bit heavy. Like I said earlier, it's just nice to bring it back home to the root of what makes us happy. And that is laughter. It is the best medicine. And I encourage you when you're feeling down, when you're feeling like the world's weight is on your shoulders, think about a child's laugh. And even just the thought of it can just bring some joy to you and try to find that joy yourself. That was number 13, laugh every day. As a pediatrician, mom, and podcaster, I want to share with you a podcast I recently discovered. It's called Understood Explains, and this season of the show is hosted by teacher and special education expert Juliana Ortube, and it's all about how to navigate individual education plans, also known as IEPs. The latest season of Understood Explains covers topics like how to tell if your child needs an IEP, and it busts common myths about special education. I listened to an episode called The Difference Between IEPs and 504 plans, and I learned so much that I honestly didn't know before. I now feel I can better explain these to my patients and their families and better support them in their neurodiversity journey. Navigating ADHD, dyslexia, and other learning and thinking differences can be confusing, and this podcast helps to validate these struggles and provide actionable tips that are useful for parents, teachers, and clinicians. To listen to Understood Explains, search for Understood Explains in your podcast app. That's Understood explains. Warmer, sunnier days are calling. Fuel up for them with Factors No Prep No Mess meals. Chef-crafted meals with options like Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Factors fresh, never-frozen meals are dietitian approved and ready to eat in just two minutes. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from each week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Crush your wellness goals this May with dietitian approved meals and ingredients you can trust. I absolutely love the spicy jalapeno, lime cheddar chicken, and mushroom chicken thighs with wild rice. Keep kitchen time to a minimum with factor meals because they're ready in two minutes. No shopping, prepping, cooking, or cleanup. I work from home and love the convenience and how delicious factor meals are. Head to factormeals.com slash pedsdoctalk50 and use code pedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box. That's code pedsdoctalk50 at factormeals.com slash pedsdoctalk50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next box while your subscription is active. Number 12, compliment people's personalities. I love children for one, how honest they are and two, how they really can tell a person's character just by how nice they are. And they don't care about material things. They don't care about what you own. They care. Are you a nice person? And I'm talking more about young children, right? We have older children that just because of social media advertising, the things that they've gone through, they can kind of, you know, forget this sort of characteristic that we value. But young children really value kindness. I remember when I was a young kid, I was maybe in junior high. I had big glasses, pants that didn't fit me well, acne. 
And I was playing outside by myself in my front yard. And a few of the neighborhood kids who were younger than me came by. And they asked me, hey, can we play with you? And I said, of course you can play with me. No problem. You know, more the merrier. And as we were playing, one of the young girls turns to me and she says, you are so beautiful. And it was at a time where I didn't feel beautiful. I was in junior high. I didn't have a lot of friends. I had, like I said, big glasses, acne. I just didn't feel beautiful in my own skin. And, you know, I think about that that event a lot. And I think a lot of the reason why she thought I was so beautiful was because I was so welcoming and kind. And maybe, you know, she did think I was beautiful. I don't know. But I really ran with that as I got older. I realized how amazing of a quality it is to be kind. And I also realized how, as an adult, I want to start complimenting people more on what they are doing rather than what they have. The person that they are is so much more valuable than all the material things that we can possess. Sure, those things are nice bonuses, if you will, but I don't really care about that. I care, are you a kind person? Are you nice to your neighbor? Are you nice to your strangers? Are you nice to people around you? And children often compliment people's personalities this way. And I think we as adults should do that more. Instead of complimenting something that your friend has, compliment them for who they are. Say, I love that you are such a great friend. I love that you are such a great mom. Because I really think that this is just such an uplifting quality that as adults we should possess. And children are very capable of this. And I see it commonly in my office. And it can just spread so much positivity. Imagine if we just started complimenting each other on the people we were rather than the things we had. This is something that I value. I just think it's so great to compliment a child's personality, a friend's personality. And like I said, it can bring so much joy to the people around us and also to ourselves to just really look at those positive qualities in other people. That was number 12, compliment people's personalities. Number 11, ask a lot of questions. I know what you're thinking. Oh no, please. I can't have an adult around me that just is asking tons and tons of questions like a toddler or a four-year-old, but hear me out. Children are very inquisitive. They are not happy until they know everything there is to know about everything. And as adults, I think that's a pretty awesome quality too. You know, thankfully we have the internet to search things that we're curious about, but I encourage you to ask a lot of questions in the right places. You know, children will go to their parents or they'll go to a teacher or they'll ask their doctor about ways that they can still stay healthy. And I think as adults, we have to ask a lot of questions and really have that inquisitive nature to just be better people and learn more about the world. And it's important to ask these questions in the right place because at the end of the day, Knowledge is power, but where you're getting it from is even more valuable. And, you know, as a parent, if you don't know something, you'll probably look it up and talk to your child about it. Maybe you'll make something up just to appease them. But the child is still going to want to know more. They're going to want to learn and learn and learn. And as adults, I think we should be the same way. That was number 11. Ask a lot of questions and in the right places. Number 10, show love like a child. Oh, the love of a child is something so pure and so uplifting. Even in my office, you know, I will see patients that I maybe have never seen before and they'll just give me a big old hug on my leg. They'll want to give me a hug in my isolation gown because we're in COVID. 
it is just pure love. They're just happy to be around you and they want to show you how much you mean to them, even if it's just a five minute encounter. And it's the ultimate love. I think as adults, we show this love too to our children. You know, we're selfless. We have that unconditional love that children also have. But we sometimes forget it with our other loved ones or, you know, adult people around us. But I wish we can show that love and that gratitude like a child. It is such an uplifting quality. It is so endearing when they just have that pure sense of love for the people around them. And I think as adults, we need to do more of this as well. That was number 10, show love like a child. Number nine, don't take yourself too seriously. And this goes in line with the, you know, laugh more, but also just laugh at yourself a little bit more. Be silly. I love being a pediatrician because not only am I paid to take care of children and educate parents, I also get to be silly and fun and not take myself too seriously. This is such an important quality. Children do not take themselves seriously. They have so much fun. And this is just, to me, the cardinal rule of being a pediatrician and also being a parent. Being silly and having fun makes us feel good. You know, some people may roll their eyes and be like, oh gosh, what are they doing? But it really brings out so much joy. And try being silly around a kid. You know how happy they get. It is such a joyous feeling to just be lighthearted and joke about things. Obviously, these jokes should not be at the expense of anyone else, but it's just a really good quality that I love about children. So that's number nine. Don't take yourself too seriously. Number eight, be who you want to be. Dress how you want, be who you want. Children, you know, especially those toddlers, especially, right, four or five-year-olds, if they want to wear something, they're going to wear it. If they want to dress up head to toe as a unicorn and have rainbow tights and rainbow hair, they're going to do it. They can walk the walk and they can do what they feel. I love that about kids. I tell families all the time, I'm like, Pick and choose your battles, but if your four-year-old wants to wear that to school, and as long as it's not inappropriate for school, as long as it's not, you know, too cold or too warm for the temperature that is outside, let them enjoy themselves. Let them dress up in what they want. Let them have that swag that also goes back to the creativity that I mentioned earlier. It's going to bring them joy to be who they want to be. I think this is a great quality. I think we need to do more of this. And obviously we also have to have standards on what we can wear, but just be who you want to be, you know, dress in the things that you want to dress as long as it's appropriate for work and wherever you are. But we should stop thinking so much about what other people are going to say. As long as we're being respectful, as long as we are happy doing that, it's so much fun. And I always turn to kids and I love seeing my four-year-olds and five-year-olds in my office and what they chose to wear that day, because I know that it brought them joy to pick that out. And I know that they feel like an all-star wearing that outfit in my office. That's number eight. Be who you want to be. Dress in the clothes you want. Number seven, don't stay mad for too long. I know this can be a very hard one for adults. We have gone through traumas. We have gone through aches and people have hurt us. And it's often hard to forgive. But when you are looking at whether you're going to forgive someone, I want you to think about how children approach the situation. They don't stay mad for too long. If another child pushes them down, they will be upset. They should talk to a parent or talk to a teacher, and maybe they will remedy the situation. Talking it out can really help. 
And I think we can learn a lot about this from children. I am a forgiver. I think that people make mistakes. I think that there's some things that can be forgiven. Obviously, there's some things that cannot, but I try not to stay mad for too long. And I have two choices here. You know, you can either stay mad, which I don't like to do. You should talk to the person about what happened and why you're mad, or you end the relationship and let that go. But I find that if you value a friendship or if you value a relationship, not being mad for too long is an important quality. I know it can be hard, but to me, forgiveness is the ultimate level of mindfulness, especially to people who don't deserve it. And you know, you're thinking, wow, how can you forgive someone who really hurts you? Forgiveness brings us peace, nobody else. It's that mindfulness principle that tells us, I am choosing to let this go. It doesn't mean that it didn't hurt. It doesn't mean that it's right, but it means that I'm making an active choice not to live with this anger or not to live with the sense of betrayal. And the reason I'm bringing this up when I talk about children is that they just don't stay mad for too long. They will remedy it with the help of a guardian or a teacher, but they want to move on with their lives too. They just want to be friends. And I think we can learn a lot from kids when we are upset at someone else. Remember your options are work on it, figure out a way to make it better. If you're finding that that person is not receptive to it or not wanting to be friends or whatever it may be, I want you then to think about your happiness and what that means in terms of that relationship with someone else. That is number seven. Don't stay mad for too long. Number six, be proud of your accomplishments. You know, kids are really proud of themselves and they should be right. They accomplish a milestone and they'll clap. They see our faces fill up with joy and we clap and they clap. They should be proud of their accomplishments. However big or small they may seem it feels, they should be proud of an accomplishment that they value. I think there is a balance of this. Obviously, we don't want to applaud every single thing a child does because we want them to have a growth mindset that there is also an importance in work ethic, but we should be celebrating the accomplishments children have, and we should be able to applaud our children and each other for the effort that we've put into things and not be afraid of being proud of our success. As adults, I know this can be really hard because we don't want to come off as boastful. We don't want to come off as humble bragging. What I mean about this is not verbalizing it to everyone and saying, I'm awesome. I did this. I'm talking about in your own heart, being proud of your accomplishments, giving yourself a pat on the back, applauding yourself in private. You don't have to make this a public thing, but you should feel proud if you got that job promotion. You should feel proud if you reached a milestone that you were trying to reach as an adult. You shouldn't feel like you don't deserve it. You shouldn't be living with imposter syndrome that says that you don't deserve any of the success that you are not worthy of it because you are. And when you are feeling like, oh, well, I did this, but maybe I don't deserve it. I want you to think about children and how proud they get of their accomplishments and how proud of your accomplishments you should be of as well. That is number six. Be proud of your accomplishments. Listen up. I do not want you to go through the toddler years waiting for it to end. I don't want you to go through the toddler years feeling dread about when the next tantrum will come. 
If you have a kiddo one to four, check out my toddlers and tantrums course. This course contains modules on understanding toddler development and why they are the way that they are, understanding why tantrums may happen, mantras to get you through difficult moments with your toddler, including topics surrounding understanding discipline, boundaries, consequences, time-ins and time-outs, how to teach emotional intelligence and coping skills, and common toddler parenting concerns like whining, brushing battles, bedtime battles, hitting, and so much more. This course presents scenarios and scripts to help guide you on many parenting situations in the toddler years and even beyond. Visit pedsdoctalk.com to learn more about my paid and free resources, including the Toddlers and Tantrums course. No one told us the truth about parenthood. Why? This is the podcast everyone needed before they had kids because now that those little ones are here, there is a lot to unpack. I'm Rachel Shepardota, and I am your host for the podcast, No One Told Us, where we tell the truth about parenting and let you in on all the stuff you really should have known about before having kids. I am the founder of Hey Sleepy Baby, but this podcast is so much more than sleep. We'll be diving into all the topics that you really care about and need to know while you do your best job raising those adorable, tidy humans. Our goal is to just make you feel less alone and less overwhelmed. There are so many things that no one tells us before becoming a parent, and I think that we should really pull back the curtain on becoming a first-time or second-time mom or dad to share the good, the bad, and the ugly. We'll have a little education, a little fun, and a whole lot of heart that goes into each and every episode. So join me and our amazing guests each week to hear us talk about what no one told us. Number five, find happiness in the littlest things in life. I love how happy children get if they get simple things. They don't need grand items. They don't need grand vacations or material objects. They just get happy with love and maybe a sticker or jumping in puddles. They don't need a lot besides us, besides someone to love them. And I think that's such a beautiful thing. It's so simple and so endearing and just so full of love. And I think adults, we forget this. You know, I think there are many adults who look at the social media world, right? The big vacations, the fancy cars, the makeup, the hair, the things that are okay on the surface, but what is it that really brings us true joy? It's the small things in life. It's curling up with your partner and watching a movie. It's laughing with your child about something silly. It's calling your girlfriend and, you know, talking about something from your past that brought you a lot of joy. It's getting a letter in the mail from a friend. It's all these little things that probably don't seem like big gestures, but it means a lot to us. And it's the little things that give us the biggest joy. And I think we can remember this when we look at children and we think about how happy they are when they get something that we as adults would be surprised about. You know, I'll give Ryan an Amazon box and he'll play with that like it's the best toy he's ever received. And it's such an awesome thing to see just how much joy a child has in the littlest things, pushing that box around the the floor, around the kitchen, around the island, how much that brings him joy is so sweet to see. And I think as adults, we should find more joy in the littlest things in life. That was number five, find happiness in the small things. Number four, ask for help when you need it. I think children are awesome in that if they don't know how to do something, they will either show you if it's 
nonverbal, um, you know, toddlers or a baby may get frustrated playing with a toy. So they may start to cry or they may get upset, but they'll look at you and then they'll look at you for guidance. As they get older, if they are getting more verbal, they may start to ask you, hey, mommy, daddy, I don't know how to do this. Or can you show me this? They will ask for help when they need it and they want to learn. And I think this is a great quality that sometimes adults forget. And hey, as moms, we sometimes forget this too. I recorded another episode with a perinatal psychiatrist, how mothers just sometimes don't ask for help. We think we have to do this alone. We're in this martyr mode that I have to do it. If anyone else does it, they're not as good as me, but we need help and it's okay to ask for help when you need it. We're not alone in this. Children, they're not alone in their feelings. They're not alone in their actions. And as adults, we're not alone either. We are human beings. We are social beings and we need the support and love of others. So as a mom, as a dad, any caretaker, any human being, make sure you ask for help when you need it, whether it's physical help, whether it's emotional help, whether it's professional mental health. It is important to ask for the help when you need it. Children do it and we should do it too. Number three, it's okay to cry when you're upset. I cannot stress this one enough. I love when children cry. And I know what you're saying, like, what? Excuse me? How can you love this? I think crying is such a healthy emotion. It's what therapists call emotional discharge. To be able to let go of those feelings and cry it out is such a powerful thing. And I love that children cry when they're upset because if we can teach them as adults that this is an important quality and this is a okay emotion to have, they can learn how to positively use that emotion. So when they become adults, they're not upset when they cry. They're not upset when they're angry. They understand that this is a human emotion and how will I process this emotion? And this one's really important to me as an adult because I find that many adults were told as children in our parents' generation that it is not okay to cry, stop crying. We always want to stop the crying, but I actually say this often, don't fear the tears. It is okay to be upset. It is okay to not get what you always want in life. It is okay that when you're upset and are learning something new that you may cry because it frustrates you. And I see that when, you know, Brian was learning milestones, but we are teaching them about this emotion. We are teaching them that even though you're upset by this, even though Ryan hates it when I wipe his face and he actually starts to try and cry. This is something we need to do. And it's okay that you're upset. It's okay that you don't love everything in life, but we're going to get through it together and you're going to be just fine. So I think this is a very important quality. I think we allow children to have that space and cry. And it is something that I want us to realize that even as adults, it's okay that we're upset. It's okay that we're crying. And children, when they're upset, they'll cry. And we shouldn't be upset about that for them. And we shouldn't be upset about it for us as well. Number three, it's okay to cry when you're upset. Number two, don't worry about tomorrow. I love children and how mindful they are. What does mindfulness mean? Mindfulness means being in the present moment and not thinking about the future and not thinking about the past. This is something that has really helped me in my mental health journey, just focusing on what is and where we are currently versus where we're going or where we were in the past. 
And children are often doing this, right? I mean, you see them, they're playing, they're happy with their friends, they go to sleep, they're really just living for the moments that they're in. They're happy with who they are that day, not thinking so much about the week or two weeks after. This is a really hard quality for us just because we have responsibilities as adults. We have bills to pay. We have to go to work. We have to do things to protect our children and provide for them. But I really encourage us to think more like a child. Don't worry so much about tomorrow. Think more about the moments that you're in. Find yourself doing this especially when you are feeling scattered, when you are starting to feel anxious or worried about certain things, be present and just think about the now and everything else will work out for the future. That is number two, don't worry about tomorrow. And number one, the thing that I love most about children is how kind they are. Now, some kids are mean. Don't get me wrong. I have seen some bullies. I have seen some mean things be said to other children. That is something that parents need to work on their children for, how to not be bullies. But at its core, toddlers and, you know, early early school age, so, you know, three, four, five, six, they are kind. They want to love. And boy, do they love big. Adults, I'm going to be honest, we are not nice to each other. I mean, take 2020 as a prime example with everything that's happening, the hate we have for other people who think differently than we do, the ill will we wish on other people just because they're different. I agree. I don't get along with everyone. I don't agree with everyone's position, but that doesn't mean that I would want ill will for everyone around me that thinks differently. I am kind and I want adults to be more kind because it's a good quality. Imagine this world if we had just more kind people, people that understood we do not have to agree on everything. I do not have to be on the same page as you about everything, but I don't need to attack you. I don't need to get on social media and go on a rant and say that you're a horrible person and that you should die and all these things that we see on social media and all these things that really don't bring anyone joy. So number one is be kind because I think this is the pillar of everything. This is something that I think we need more of. And I have to reiterate that I don't love everything about everyone. I don't get along with everyone, but that doesn't mean that I can't be nice to someone I don't get along with. This is a very hard emotion because sometimes we feel like people don't deserve our kindness. I felt this way for a very long time until I started my mindfulness journey. I felt guilty for being nice. I was like, well, I'm too nice. People are going to take advantage. Some people don't deserve my kindness. And as I started my mindfulness journey, it reiterated just how important being kind is. And it's not even just for everyone else. Kindness makes us feel good. All of these things make us feel good. And that is not selfish. That is being a selfless human being because the kinder and happier you are, the more love you can give to this world. And the more love you can give to your child and the more love you'll give to yourself. I am so happy I did this episode. This is actually a shorter one and I'm glad because I wanted to keep it very positive and I wanted to keep it just to the point talking about 15 ways we can be more like kids. 
I think kids are awesome. I think that we can learn so much from them. I think that when we're having our hardest days, we should look at our children for strength because they can sometimes give us the answers that we need. I love doing this episode for you. As always, please follow me at Pete's Doc Talk on Instagram if you're not already. And I'll be back next week with more episodes. Write a review if you found it helpful. Share it with a friend. The more reviews, the more engagement that you guys do, I'll continue to be able to do this for you all. Thank you. Have a great rest of your week. halfway through an episode so you must be loving the show if you love the show make sure to subscribe to my youtube channel where i share answers to all of the common topics submitted to me regarding child health development and debunking all that misinformation you hear online my goal is for pdt to be a one-stop shop for your searching needs Bye-bye late night Googling. So make sure to go to YouTube and search Peds Doc Talk TV. Hit that subscribe button and binge watch all the amazing episodes and episodes to come. Have suggestions for future videos? Make sure to chat in the community section on my YouTube channel.